Hello, Raider Nation. Welcome to the third episode of the Spider 2Y Banana Podcast. I'm back here with my host, Chris. I don't know how to pronounce your last name. I tried to, <laughs> I tried to do it. <laughs> English. I think I said it like Inglogene on, uh, <laughs> on Black Hole Banter earlier when I was on there. Uh, I can't wait shout to hear out, that. Yeah, shout out to James from Black Hole Banter for having me on again this week. And uh, me and Chris still have a ton to talk about. Um, seems like it's been a pretty rough week in Raider Nation, um, including myself. Uh, when the Raiders lose, I, I tend to have a real bad Sunday and then a real bad Monday. So <laughs> I, um, I'm right there with you. Yeah, it took me till about Tuesday night to get over this one and actually saw some positive things that uh, I was excited about. To that, I think that the Raiders, you know, are a better team than people are giving them credit for. It might be overshadowed by the way that third third quarter, the end of it went, and the fourth quarter went on Sunday. And with all the injuries, I can see why there's a cloud over it right now. Uh, what did you think about the game against the Patriots, and what do you think went wrong for us there? Overall, I mean, there were definitely, like you said, there were some things where I was you know, pleased with what I saw, and then there were other things that you're kind of just scratching your head on. The first thing I'll start with the positives was the defense. And you and I, for the 10 people that listened to us when we talked about uh, week two, and I was saying how the Raiders need to to get more consistent stops. Well, that's what they came out and did, and they stopped this Patriots offense. The first three drives for Cam Newton and company went punt, punt, interception. And the Raiders missed a terrific opportunity to really pounce on the Patriots early because the Raiders' first three drives went punt, fumble, field goal. Now, I know that fumble was a little controversial. There was that clip where Jacobs clearly, you know, grabs it at the bottom of the pile. But either way you slice it, on the stat sheet, that's how it looks. Punt, fumble, field goal. And so after three drives in, Raiders, that's all they had was was the three-point lead. Yeah, yeah. And I think that for me, I want a competitive football team for four quarters, and that's what everybody wants, I think. And um, you want a complete competitive football team. So – it seems like that's kind of a theme with us and our fan base is that we get the Raiders come out, the defense plays good, the offense is struggling. Yeah. The offense comes out, the defense is struggling. Daniel Carlson's been nails this year. He misses a field goal coming out of halftime. I don't think that the field goal miss lost us the game, and I don't think that the Jacobs fumble lost us the game. It was a bad It was game. just Yeah, it was but, just little things that kept adding together, and then the culmination of it was a loss. Yeah, and I, but for me, I'm, an, I'm a, a momentum guy. Oh, yeah. So when, when they come out at halftime, they go, they get the, the 34 seconds they had on the clock when they got the ball. They go down and score a touchdown. So you make a game where you've played your worst game of the year, your worst half of the year, and you make it a 13-10 game at halftime, and Newton's not playing good. I'm thinking in my head, I'm thinking, we have a real good chance to win this game. Mm-hmm. Then, you know, you get the Brian, and all of a sudden, you get the Brian Edwards big play. He gets hurt. And you're thinking, here we go, you know, whatever. Carlson's going to tie the game here. We should have got a touchdown. And he misses it. Puts the, puts the uh, Patriots in good field position. And then all of a sudden, you're down 16 to 10 because they kick a field goal. Mm-hmm. So, and then, you know, the Raiders' offense got stagnant after that. And so, as much as I want to put the blame on the defense, I think the offense is equally to blame this week. Oh, for and sure. That's, and it was a bad all-around football game. And I talked to James about it on Black Hole Banter, and I think that you – I think that you have to realize that this is still a young football team. So they're not going to always face adversity well. So when, the, when Carlson misses the field goal and the Raiders get a bad penalty call, I don't, I don't know 
I can't remember specifically, but something that derails the team. And it's something that you have to stand up and say, Hey, we're facing adversity. We're going to, we're going to still win this football game. It's not always going to happen with a young team. And I thought the game got away from them in the end of the third quarter. I think we went into the fourth quarter and we were down 23, 10. I could be Mm -hmm. wrong. um, But it was like, it felt pretty insurmountable. Like, you know, cars known for his comeback wins, but, that defense was humming for the Patriots and the Raiders just did not have the pizzazz they had the first two weeks. It's a weird word. No, it's like, that's a great description. That's the best way to say it. You know, it just looked flat from the beginning. So, you know, much like a Tom Brady football. Right. (laughs) (laughs) I want to say, you know, one thing about, you know, to build off your comment about the defense early on, see the Raiders missed a big opportunity there. Cam Newton was not going to beat them. Mm Mm-mm. The Patriots beat them playing defense and running the football. Rex Burkhead which, beat the Raiders. Cam Newton didn't. When we, when, when we talked on the podcast last week, I said, you know, I'm not worried about Sonny McHale. <laughs> you know, and I think that's my Michelle. Because <laughs> Michelle, yeah. And I think that you, you corrected yep. me <laughs> on his name. And, I, and you're like, and I said, because I said, you know, I'm not really worried about him. You know, as long as we can isolate Cam Newton in the run game, we'll be fine. And I, I, I don't know what happened. Arm tackles by Jonathan Abram. That's what happened. So, yeah, I mean, that's true, too. But I I think that what happened for for me was you needed to make Cam Newton lose this football game. And he tried to in the first quarter. He threw a pick right at Jonathan Abram. Mm -hmm. And and the Raiders were getting pressure on him a little bit, and he was panicking. Well, what happened was if the Raiders would have went up, went down the field and scored, and they had an opportunity to, they had a couple drives that they were going down the field, and they just got stagnant. Penalties, time of possession turnovers, all these things that you and I were talking about, positives coming out of the Saint game, and we're, like, so happy this team's playing complete football. They didn't do well on Sunday. So, in my opinion, I think that the Raiders have to do all three of those things better than their opponent or they're not going to win the game because they're not quite there Mm -hmm. yet. Time of possession, turnovers, and penalties. And you were so happy about it last week. Yep, that was my main point. Uh, And – to bounce back, you, you you know you said the twenty or the three people that listened to us, we had ninety eight listeners there we last go. week, and I'm proud. I'm, I'm proud. <laughs> I of like that, that flex. Okay? That's a lot of people for you know we don't have the notoriety yet. You know you're a good football mind, and I I, I tell people that you know it's <laughs> right it's something that it's something that you know will come. But what what I think that is important is when we admit that we're wrong, and I was wrong. Sonny Michelle McKell killed us last week. And I don't think it's because he's good. <laughs> I think it's be- and I don't think it's Jonathan Abram at fault also. So I was on, uh, you know, Raider Nation radio this week, and Scott and I were talking, and he said, you know, I said, you know, the corners in my, in my Good, the Bad, o- the Okay article that I write for the Silver and Black today, I said the corners were phenomenal against the Patriots. And Joyner had his best game, and – Mullen had a wonderful game and Arnett was coming into his own too bad. He's injured now. Mm -hmm. Right. But he said, you know, Mullen looks really bad on tape in the run game. And my, my response to him was that the problem with the Raiders that seems that's plagued them in the run game for a while is your safeties and your corners should not be in that position as often as they are. So Jonathan Abram, as much fault as he had, I'm sure that yeah, kid works hard. He's going to come out. He's going to have. Oh a yeah, that's not something week. I'm worried about. Yeah, and you know he 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 had a t- 
terrible game. His tape was just I feel awful. like I the majority of his, his issues, too. Yeah, there was that one instance on one of Michelle's, like, 40-yard scampers where it was a, just a pathetic-looking arm tackle. But he also, I've noticed through the first three games, he seems to be over-pursuing a lot. Like, he's just over-eager to make that big hit. And it's not every hit needs to be on the top ten. You know, just make the tackle if it's there. And a positive out of that is that he's yeah, exactly. <laughs> he's he, he's in position. I you know how many times the Raiders have not had oh, a guy Schweiger, in play? Matt Giordano, so the list goes on. You know Reggie Nelson. <laughs> you know there's so many. You know, like so, the fact that he's even there to make the play is great. However, we need more from our defensive line and our linebackers. So that's that's something I'm like I don't draft a corner like Trayvon Mullen, and he's a better tackler than people give mm-hmm. him credit for. Same with Arnett's a great tackler. That's oh, yeah. why they loved him. But I do not want my corner having 10 tackles a game. Mm-hmm. That's why coming, coming into the draft, I was a big C.J. Henderson guy. And everyone's like, well, he can't tackle. He, why would you take him in the top 10? Da, 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 da. Because he's a corner. <laughs> I don't want him to tackle. So, like, the Raiders, they had too many guys in position on one-on-one with, with the running back or, you know, the wide receivers on jet sweeps that – aren't there to tackle on every play. So I, I just we just need a little more from the linebackers. Corey Littleson has seven missed tackles on the season. Nicholas Morrow has six. Mm-hmm. And that's that's just plays that they were in position to make. That's not the plays that they they were not in the right spot. And watching tape, we're just the gap integrity is just not there. There's guys that, you know, they okay, this guy his gap is right here. Right kind of like what, like what the, to piggyback off that, what I think I believe it was Littleton who came out and was talking about like kind of his struggles and basically doing, he's doing the best that he can with what he's being coached with. And a lot of people took that quote and ran with it is kind of like, okay, he's acknowledging that, yeah, he's got faults in this game, but it also kind of came across as like a schematic issue as far as like what Gunther and the defensive coaches are teaching them. Yeah. And, you know, I took it that way. And I also took it as like the quote was kind of taken at like, they took like part which, of his quote and put it in a, yeah, a bunch of articles, which happens a lot. And I think that I took it as like number one, he's in a new system and he did not have a training camp. Number number one, number two, Nick, uh, Nick Quick has been out for two. Which weeks, real quick, I gotta interrupt you. I, I pulled up an article, yep. and this this is a quote from himself. I've been struggling with the name since I was probably six years old. Um, so. Uh, uh, it is pronounced Kwiatkowski. Cool. I was just going to quit. <laughs> so. Uh, so, you know, he, he's been out. And, like, he was the one with the green dot. And he was the one that was supposed to be the man in the middle right there and the man that was going to be running this defense. So then Littleton, a guy who, you know, both of them are new players. But Littleton hasn't really been able to do what he shines at. And to me, that's coverage. And he makes plays. He's mm-hmm. a playmaker. So he, they put with, with, you know, we lose our linebacker, you know, on the first game, first half of the first game. And Littleton's kind of had to learn on the fly on a season that has already been derailed from the coronavirus. So I do think that there's going to be an improvement there. I don't think this is another, you know, free agent whiff. Like Littleton's mm-hmm. a good linebacker. I think he needs a little help up front. The defensive tackles have been a little disappointing. The, you know, the line hasn't played well. And so, you know, there's a lot of things that you can point at, but it's, you know, I said, are the Raiders three, two and one yeah. or 0 and three? It, it just, that's the thing you know, like, that it feels Raiders like 0 and three. Twitter 
just makes me laugh because the Raiders are two and one. They are in a good spot for where they're at entering week four. Two and one is not a bad place to be. There's many other teams that would like to be in this spot. And it's just so funny when, when you go through like what Scott talks about, how it's the cesspool of Twitter. And you would think it's 2006 all over again with Andrew Walter at quarterback and the worst defense in football. And it's, it's, it's funny sometimes. Well, I belong to that. I belong <laughs> to that. Uh, portion of Twitter for a long time and, and I still do I'm not the, I'm not overly optimistic um you know I went through my the schedule uh you know James and I did an exercise and it was like you know let's look at what happens let's look at the worst case scenario for the Raiders right now okay they they start two and one they lose their next two they're two and three mm-hmm. so going into the bye week if they're two and three okay it's still not the end of the world they come out of their bye week. They play Tampa, who I think is beatable. They get the Chargers twice, the Broncos twice, the Jets, the Dolphins. Mm-hmm. You know, there's there's winnable there's winnable games on this schedule. And so the problem is right now they're banged up. Coming into the season, you know, it was exciting. We're going to see the two young wide receivers. We're going to see Arnett. You know, and we're not going to be able to see any mm-hmm. of those guys this weekend. So I'll tell you right now, and this is a Matt Fallon lock. If the Raiders upset the Bills this weekend, I guarantee a playoff spot. I, you know what? I'll second that. I mean, I once we get to our prediction, I do have the Raiders losing this game, but it's so do I. It's this is. You're right. That's all I could say. I'm out of lost words because the Bills are a really good team in my opinion. I I love what they're doing. They're, they're with, really with Josh good. Allen. They they have had close games. Like you know, they they barely slip past Miami. They blow that lead against the Rams. And then week one, they beat the lowly Jets. So they do have parts to their game that don't scream, you know, like, you know, AFC championship material, but don't get it wrong or mixed up. The Bills are a good team and they will be in the playoffs. Yes. And they gave up, you know, they gave up 5.9 yards of carry last week and they've given up a hundred yard receiver every week. Uh, It was Mike Jusewski with the Dolphins. It was um, Cooper Cup. Crowder. Crowder with the Jets and then Cooper Cup. So they 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 are they've their got defense holes. there's areas won them a lot of football games last year and the defense has not performed that well this year. So they they do have holes. Josh Allen is a good quarterback. He's playing good. I've always liked him. There's pockets of Twitter that think oh, he's not good. But I he but he's just you know, he's similar to Cam Newton where if you don't let him just sit back there, he's going to make mistakes. So the Raiders do need to get pressure. You know, they got pressure on Newton a little bit. They sacked him twice. They forced an inter- interception. I told you last week, you know, the Saints game, the pick we had in the Saints game was, you know, pretty much just because Mo Hurst jammed through the front of the mm-hmm. line and hit Breeze. So for the Raiders to win football games this year, they're going to have to force turnovers. It's very similar to 2016. If your defense is not good and you force a lot of turnovers – it can mask yep. a lot of problems. And that was the blessing of having the, a guy like Khalil Mack that year where there were so many games, just the two that come to mind immediately against Cam Newton and the Panthers and then Tyrod Taylor and the Bills where it's end of the game, boom, you're one play away from a victory. Exactly, yep. And the offense is going to have – I like the offense and I don't. one game's not going to change my mind and I don't think that the Raiders – I don't think they catered to their strengths enough Mm-hmm. If that makes sense against the Patriots, Josh Jacobs ran for 5.7 yards at carry last week. 
not Josh Jacobs. I mean, the whole yeah. team. Booker had a yeah. couple like that he broke. You know, um, it was five point seven yards. I felt like Booker should have got more run. Which, yeah, Jacobs was clearly yeah. Because real quick, when you look at Jacobs' first half numbers, nine carries, fifty four yards. That's great. But then in the second half, it was not the same. Only seven carries for seventeen yards. Yep, and the Raiders abandoned the run game early. Um, one thing I focused on was when Carr had his first fumble. Jacobs ran a 14-yard run, which was just long for the day. That's as and long then for the season. <laughs> the next play, right? And the next play, Derek Carr fumbled. Mm-hmm. You know, on first down. So I would like to see the Raiders stick to what they do well. Bring the jumbo set out there. Bring Jason Witten out there. You're paying him four and a half million dollars. Which you know I don't want to get into. <laughs> hey, yeah, I but, uh, like three prediction piece, but you know we'll use them all seven plays that he's out yeah, there. It, you're you know you're paying him fifty three or I mean, you're paying him four and a half million dollars. So put him out there, put two tight ends out there, mm-hmm. and just run, baby. You're gonna win. Like the Raiders, they beat like they beat teams when Josh Jacobs carries the football. Uh, I posted, you know, they're five and two when he gets twenty plus carries. Okay. And they're six and zero when he scores. It's like the the Seth Roberts so, treatment, where if he finds the end zone, that's a good thing. And I had a fan, I had a fan tweet me, and he said, "Hey, you know, you can't you can't say that if the running back gets more carries that they're going to win because usually when a running back gets more carries, that means the team's ahead." And I said, "When's the last time the Raiders blew somebody out? <laughs> <Yeah>, Denver, <laughs> fifty nine to ten, maybe, <laughs> right? Yeah, and so." My thing is that you can do that because if, if Josh Jacobs gets 25 carries, then you're likely going to win that game because you're ahead mm-hmm. and you're draining the clock. So I, I just I want them to be a little more to what they do well. Darren Waller got taken out of that game. Well, put Foster Moreau in there as a second tight end and hit your tight ends. So I do think they're going to make an improvement going into this week. You know, we, we talked about the Patriots here. And let's let's just wash it clean. There's no more talk about the loss. Um, I think that the Raiders, you know, they they kind of blew an opportunity there. They had a chance to win that football game, but let's move on. It's two and one. Yep, and we're heading mindset. into Buffalo. We're head. We're actually. It's, is it a Vegas game this weekend? I, I'm sorry. Well, yeah, yeah. The, so the mindset on Buffalo as you're playing them, but the game is in Vegas. <laughs> yeah, we're in Vegas. Yeah. So so I couldn't even remember. And I'm like, you know, uh, I, with no fans in the stadium, because like usually I would be like, you know, I might, be, I might go or I just don't even like register if it's a home or away game until like I, until Friday. Because the home field advantage is no. not really evident right now. So it's the like, only it doesn't matter. advantage so, is but like on the ball. away team has to travel. That, that's about it. Tra- travel and like, yeah. you know, cold. Yeah. Oh, which in and, Buffalo, you know, so, it could be so, cold. Well, I'm a little stoked about, the fact that we got Tampa and mm-hmm. Miami at home. So we don't have to put yeah. that humidity. And the t- Tampa game will be a Sunday so that, night football. Yep. And the Raiders, you know, you can say what they want, what you want about them the last three seasons. They play up they definitely on national do. television. Definitely. And yeah. Like, I don't, I don't know what Gruden's record is in, you know, I know we lost to the Rams his first season, but the, we beat the – I think we beat the Chiefs. Oh, on, yeah, it was a Thursday know. night football game. I made the fateful mistake of buying an Amari Cooper jersey after that game. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to go through my jerseys. We'll save that for an off-season episode. <laughs> I thought, like, when I was a kid, I thought it was a good idea to go Lamar oh, there you Jordan go. jersey. You know, and I was, yeah, the worst jersey in Raider history, probably. 
So, you know, I, I think that there's a lot to look forward to. And I think, um, you know, the Raiders, they, they're not, I don't want to piss anyone off and I don't want anyone to think that, you know, I'm not being, cause I think they're two and one and I'm excited about it. This team could very well lose a few games in a row, but I think that overall this team is clearly better than they were last year. And I think the mm-hmm. coaching has been pretty good. I didn't like the second half adjustments last Which week. Which I feel like they did good adjustments in week one and two, and it was evident. And like you said, like it certainly wasn't close to being evident in week three. Yeah, so on to Buffalo. Um, we talked about it a little bit. Um, I don't want to make the mistake – my friend Cody. Uh, he, made, yeah, he but, even uh, he acknowledged it on Twitter and said, "Yeah, I had a brain fart there." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we they have they have a very good receiving corp. Stephon Diggs, John Brown. Yeah, uh, even when you look at statistically, right? John Brown, who Cody mentions as their best receiver, and don't get me wrong, John Brown is a terrific talent, but he is third on the team in targets and fourth in receptions. Like, I'm sorry, with those two stats right there, you're not the best receiver on the team. No. And so you have, but I, Stefan oh, Diggs yeah. is clearly the best receiver on yeah, the team. Yeah, he just, forgot, he just forgot about Cody, it. we so, forgive you. <laughs> but so, yeah. And I, so I want to point out before I go anywhere, it's not a knock on him, but Stefan Diggs could possibly. Yeah, I think he's in line for a weekend. huge game. And, but let me tell you this, Trayvon Mullen has looked mm-hmm. like a lockdown corner. So that's my most exciting matchup. I talk to you about it every week. So I'm going with Mullen and Stefan Diggs as my matchup to watch. And it's a key matchup. And if the Raiders win that matchup, they might win this game. What is so your the, key matchup match, for this game? It's kind of, it's kind of two. I'm going to kind of talk for a minute here on this one. The two areas that I'm focusing on, and they kind of intertwine is the running game for the Bills, but not Josh Allen. So when I'm looking at their just running backs, Devin Singletary only has 157 yards on the year through three games. You're thinking, wow, like that's not very good. But he's just not getting a lot of touches. He's only got 32 attempts. The dude's averaging just under five yards per carry. So he's a guy that when I look at that, and then you look at someone like Josh Allen, who has ran the ball 22 times, when you have a young stud quarterback like that, yeah, he's effective on the ground, but the more and more he's out there putting his body at risk, the more hits he's going to take. So when you have a guy like Singletary, who's running pretty darn good this year, at some point his workload is going to just catapult up. Because when you look at the next running back on the depth chart, it's Zach Moss, who is on the injury report, but even if he's on the field, he's not much of a threat because he's only averaging 2.8 yards per carry. So, He's more of a receiving threat, though. That's more – Zach Moss this season has done, like, okay in the receiving game. He no, hasn't 17 been carries, 48 yards doesn't stay. So, so when I look – like, that's my point, though. When you look at a guy like Singletary, he's got some serious potential. So it's like, at what point are the Bills going to be like, hey, let's cut back on how much Allen is going to get hit. Let's give the ball to Singletary a little bit more. And a lot of that is game flow and where you're at as far as – score is concerned so that's one area I'm curious to see how the Raiders if they can keep things reined in on Singletary and then also if it gets to that point where the Bills are working in goal line situations how will they attack the Raiders because I'm looking at their stats and you look at the top of the receivers in terms of stats you have you know the guys we mentioned Stephon Diggs Cole Beasley John Brown those are their main go-to targets But then when you start dipping down at the bottom of guys who only have a handful of catches on the year, but they've got touchdowns. So that shows you 
they're not really the Gabe, yeah they're uh, not they're not Gabe not Davis. even Gabe Davis he's he's got yeah. uh one touchdown but uh when I'm I'm looking at a like Tyler Croft uh he's got two touchdowns on the year Zach Moss has a touchdown Lee Smith yeah, and last... Reggie uh Gilliam so they've got four tight ends on their roster three of which they use in the red zone they don't really use the ground and pound game like so many other teams. Well, Lee Smith and Croft got all those three touchdowns were last week. And that, you know, that's what the Raiders, that's why you went and signed Corey yeah. Middleton. So let's see what he can, let's see what he can do, man. You know? And uh, so yeah, Tyler Croft scored twice last yep, week. One catch, one, Smith yard, one scored touchdown. last week. I love a guy like Lee Smith. <laughs> yep. Former Raiders. Lee Smith, you know, shout out Lee, oh, shout yeah. out Lee Smith. We all love Lee Smith. I, and if you remember his time in, in Oakland, he, he had, mm-hmm. you know, a couple touchdowns every year, you know, and he ends up wide open because he's primarily a blocking tight end. So that's one thing that to touch on with that, you know, is like it's a key matchup for the Raiders. Maybe maybe it's, you yeah. know, the goal line matchups because they have a good coach, man. Uh, Buffalo is one of the best coach teams in football, and they run a lot of different looks at you. So hopefully they're not in a goal line situations too often. And it won't be too much of a conversation. But the Raiders, they run this bend, don't break mm-hmm. defense that we talked about. And when it doesn't break, it's okay. You know, give up 24 points to the Saints, you know, you're able to outscore them. When you give up 36, you know, it's 29 because got a, they got a defensive yeah. touchdown. But when you give up 30 points every game, you know, you're not, you're not bending. Mm-hmm. You're, you're breaking too often. So hopefully they can come up with a, a game plan that limits the Bills' opportunity to put seven on the board. Last week, you know, the Raiders, they settled for field goals too often. Uh, they missed one, and uh, they settled for one when they had a chance to cut the game to a one-score game, and they, they cut it to a two-score game from a two-score game. And that was – we'll get – I mean, I don't want to talk about last week anymore, but it was frustrating to see Gruden get conservative in the fourth mm-hmm. quarter. You're down by – I think they were down – I want to say they were down 23-10, and we were in the red zone, and it was fourth and six, mm-hmm. and they kicked a field goal, remember? And so then the score was 23-13. The uh, Raiders kick off. Rico Gafford makes a stellar play on special teams, and we have the Patriots pinned back. Then they get a holding penalty on the Raiders, and they're down the field and kick another field Mm -hmm. goal and waste all the clock. So one thing I will say, to beat the Bills, you need to see aggressive John Gruden like you saw in weeks one and two. And that's something that it's not always there, but it needs to be there more often. Uh, This is a team that is – Potentially a second or third wild card Talking Raiders or Bills? this year. Yes. The Raiders. And to, in, in order to get there, you have to be aggressive and take chances. And that, whether that's because yeah, even, even if the Edwards ball and Ruggs are not on the field, you still have threats to attack downfield. Like that, look at Aguilar's touchdown, 20 yard touchdown he had against the Panthers and other clutch catches he's made on the season. He's got the speed and the talent to do it. And a guy like Darren Waller, like they don't even need to say anything on that. That guy's a stud. I mean, I think Ag- Aguilar had a yeah four three nine forty. I think. I, I mean, I could be wrong, but I think he was somewhere around that range. So he's got speed, and you know he's he's good enough of a wide receiver that he was like for yeah. a couple of years the Eagles' number two guy. And you know we need him this week to be our number one, which is not ideal coming into the season. But like in realist, realistically speaking, Darren yes. Waller is our number one wide receiver. So I've, Aguilar I've is going to get some, some ideas floated around on Twitter that I completely agree with, and I wouldn't mind seeing the Raiders do this. Is 
lining up Waller completely outside at wide receiver this week and let Moreau get the majority of the looks at tight end and spice things up a little bit in that regard, especially if you're going to be depleted with no rugs and Edwards. So, I mean, I think that's a possibility and I think you could see it and you saw it last year. And an example that I said, you know, it's, it's not exactly the same because the bears had a stellar defense and they came in with Chase (laughs) Daniel. It's a little different than the, than the bills. Right. But they had a running game. They had a good defense. So, and the Raiders came and banged up that week against the Bills. I want to say Tyrell Williams was out, and I want to say Trent Brown was out. And they ran the ball yeah. down their throats, and they made plays You're with talking the when they needed game, right? to. So, that, and that's also to your earlier yeah, point. They, yeah, so, yeah, they were running the ball. Run the ball, and that's how the Raiders win. So I, I read something that they were the number one play-action team in mm-hmm. the AFC through week two. And they only ran play action on 5% of their plays mm-hmm. against the Patriots. So when Jacobs is going, he opens up the passing game. It doesn't matter who you have at wide receiver, whether it's Zay Jones, whether it's, you know, they're going to have to call somebody up because I was looking at it. Yeah, it's it, probably going to either out. be Aitman and Doss so, or both. So, oh, Aitman he's, can't, he's, he's on yeah, the, yeah, uh, you're right. You're injured. Right. He's, he's injured, so he can't come up. So it's going to be, I, I, they, I believe it's going to be, Pearson L. And Pearson L. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. So one of those two guys will be up for sure. Maybe both. But, you know, you you can't, those guys aren't going to be in the game very often. But, you know, similar to the Titans game in 2019, you're missing a bunch of guys and Rico Gafford Mm -hmm. broke loose for a 50 yard touchdown. So that could be something they could draw up a play for Pearson L. You know, here's one play (laughs) you can come in for score. You know, so, so, so there's, there's opportunities there. And, uh, We'll get to the, you know, the key facts of what we need to do to win this game. So, yeah, looking at the game, you know, it's tough because, you know, there's, it's a bad matchup for the Raiders, but they have a chance to, you know, get an upset. I know the Bills are only favored by three now is what the line changed to. Um, I thought it would be a little higher. So um, what do you think, like, who are the guys that you think in this game, like, might make a difference and might have, like, a breakout game to – help win this game I think a lot of it is going to fall back on the secondary so you you can look at the starting corners you know you're going to have Mullen out there with guys like Nixon and Lawson and company but as far as specifics go I'm really going to key in on on Joyner Um, I know you and I talked about Mullen and how how he looked well against the Patriots I think the same thing can be said of LaMarcus Joyner and so I think he's going to play a big role in helping to slow down Josh Allen because he's Allen's having a terrific year so far 10 touchdowns only one interception. So secondary is definitely going to have their hands full dealing with him. And then reversing that to the offensive side. One of the things I love just about life in general, but my life is completely surrounded by sports. So it's kind of one and the same is revenge. I love a good revenge story, a good revenge game. And I think that's what we're going to get on Sunday with Zay Jones going up against his former squad. So and, and with the depleted wide receiving room for the Raiders, I, I think it, it's the stars are aligning for Zay Jones to have a breakout game. Yeah, he's an interesting one because you, you we traded, I think, did we trade a fifth for him last year? Yes. Or was it a higher pick? I that? believe it was a fifth. I'll, I can double check yeah. that. No, no problem. It, so anyway, we traded a, a, a pick higher, you know, a fifth or higher for him. And, you know, I, I, he's opened a lot. And he just doesn't seem to get the looks from Carr. <clears throat> so I'm curious to see how he performs when he's getting the snaps out there. 
Mm-hmm. And you know he's caught he caught a touchdown earlier in the season. He's caught all four of his targets this year, and he, he averages uh, what is it eleven point uh, eight yards per catch. His longest is fifteen, so his average is right on par with his his longest catch of the year. He's he's a move the chains type of a guy. So yeah, yeah, and uh, you know they he's you know I don't know Edwards is out, which is you know he, Edwards was built for that position, and the Raiders don't really have another guy on the roster, and Zay's as close as it'll get. Um, but we'll see. I think Zay Jones needs to have a big game for them to win. So I hope that happens. Mm-hmm. Uh, for me, I had it as, um, I think f- because they're going to line Waller up outside a little more, uh, he'll play the same wide, re- wide receiver position that Edwards has played most of the year. And then they'll have Moreau in the game a little bit more. Mm-hmm. So I think you might see Moreau pop for a couple touchdowns like he did last year. Um, and then on defense, like, I'm just going with kind of like an injury type thing, but I think Nixon's going to get a lot more snaps mm-hmm. than he's used to. And I've liked what I've seen from him. He's a physical corner, and I think everybody's really excited about Amick Robertson, and they want him to get snaps. Oh, yeah. and, you know, but I think that they're, I think the Raiders are not playing him for a reason. And it's, you know, he's a rookie that, and slot, slot corner, whether people want to admit it or not, is one of the toughest positions to play in the NFL. Yeah, and especially so, like when it's going to you're going to be matched up against either Cole Beasley or John Brown. Exactly. So I don't think that Amick is going to get as many snaps as people think and I think that you're going to have, you know, Nixon on John Brown a lot of the game and you know him and Johnson will rotate over there. Uh obviously Lawson's probably going to start, but the Raiders last year when they had some injuries at cornerback and they, or they traded Gary and Conley they mixed in everybody at like, you know, kind of shared the snaps there until they yeah. found someone that sticks. And that was, that was Trayvon Mullen at the time. So I think they're going to do the same thing here and Nixon will get a, get a decent amount of snaps. And those are my two guys that I, I kind of think might have breakout games. And then real quick to add to that, my one wild card guy that I, you know how we, we always talk about there's certain people on Twitter that are, you know, like the quote stands of players. And usually that just kind of centers around Derek Carr, either you love him or you hate him. I am a huge stand for Derek Carrier. I don't. I just the way that guy plays, I love it. He's big, he's physical, and he's a great pass catcher too. And I don't feel like he he gets enough credit for that. And so I think he could be a guy with a banged up wide receiving room if he gets some looks. I think he'll take advantage. And that's, and that's what they did last year. You know, they lined up all three tight ends on the field at the same time a couple times. Yeah. Um, when when we were really low on and wide I think receivers. it was had- two years ago that he was the whole reason the Raiders. Uh, that then Oakland Raiders at home defeated the Steelers. Yeah, yeah, I remember that one. Yeah, so yeah, they kept four tight ends for a reason. Gruden likes it. You know, Ingold's there. They still have the weapons to be able to put some points up. As we talked about earlier, I think it's, you know, the defense is going to decide, you know, can they at least, you know, limit the Bills to 30 or under, you know, and that that's kind of where it's going to be at a lot this year. Yeah. I think I, I think, you know, I think the Raiders – Last week was a little bit of a bad week all around, but I think the Raiders, you could say confidently that you think they'll probably score 24 points most weeks. Mm-hmm. So it's whether or not the defense can, you know, you don't want to go, you know, oh, the Bills scored four out of five of their last five, you know, five drives. Mm-hmm. You know, you want, to, you want to start to get to it to where, okay, the Bills scored seven here and seven here and six here and three here. And, you're, you know, all of a sudden you're giving up 23 points, you know, instead of 36, mm-hmm. 32, you know. Get, you know, getting teams into the 30s every week, you're not going to put 30 up every week. So uh, let's get to the uh, 
you know, the keys to the game. We've kind of, I, you know, I was going to do that section here, but we've kind of covered it. I think it's yeah. like, you know, get, get Jacobs involved uh, early and often and get the run game established and it's vice versa on the defensive side. So don't let Buffalo establish the run game because then Josh Allen will kill you. Mm-hmm. So I think like the key to the game for the Raiders is to, you know, dominate the run game and the time of possession. And that, that should, you know, put them in position to at least have a chance to win. And, you know, like I, I, I bash Carr for some things, and one thing is that when he has an opportunity to to mount a comeback, he's relatively successful at it. Mm-hmm. So if the Raiders can put themselves in possession to be at, like down one score in the fourth quarter and not let the game get away from them, they might have a chance. And so I think the run game, you know, let Gruden's offense hum where it's third and three instead of third and eight every time. Mm-hmm. You know, because la- that's what happened last week. They they didn't get they didn't have good third down conversion rate which is something they always have. Like the first two weeks, they were tops in the league in third down conversions. Well, and it didn't help then, that you had a Patriots defense too that was also double teaming the check down. Like that's, that's – someone did their homework. <laughs> yeah, and like, you know, it, one thing is on third and eight, people will argue why, why are you – why do you even have a check down, you know? And uh, I think that the Raiders put themselves in, in negative situations too often, whether it was penalties – turnovers, you know, uh, bad first down play, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so I would like to see them do a little bit better, you know, execution, you know, all around. They just need it, you know, to execute better this week. And, uh, Hey, that's what so uh, that... John Gruden said. I won't, I won't say word for word what he said, but on hard knocks when he wants better bleeping execution, <laughs> I'll see. Yeah. He wants better fucking execution. <laughs> I'll say it. Yeah. It's, and I do too. You know, it, 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 it was a rough watch last week. The execution wasn't there on any side of the ball. And they didn't, they just did not have the energy. And like I said earlier, like they didn't have the pizzazz that they had the first two weeks. They didn't look like confident, you know, and you just kept thinking, when's this game going to get out of control, Mm -hmm. you know? And, and instead of thinking, you know, Hey, we're only down three, let's get a win, you know? And it it just felt, it just felt like it just was never in grips to win that game. And so I think that, you know, there is a shot here. Um, My prediction a 31-24 loss. Uh, I think that Josh Allen's going to be a little too much to handle. I think that Buffalo's defense is still good enough to where, like, the Raiders aren't going to be able to put points up every drive like they did in the Saints game. And I think that they have a really good coaching staff. So I think Gruden's going to have to come up with a hell of a game plan to win this game. If the Raiders were 100% healthy, I would probably flip my prediction. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that that's the main reason why I I have the Raiders losing. Like, oh, my score, I have the Bills winning 35-24, but that's pretty much just because the Raiders are so banged up at multiple spots that are very pivotal. Well, I was listening to ESPN Radio on the way in, and they're talking about the Eagles-Niners matchup, and they're like, the two most banged up teams in football. And I'm like, I'm looking, I'm looking at the Niners. Yes, that's the number one bang, most banged up yeah. team for sure, right? Because they're put, they're, they're, they have a lot of little injuries where guys are missing one week, two weeks, but they have like you have the big on, hitters. Like, yeah, they have guys Bosa. going on IR every week. Yeah, you know, like two, three guys. So, but then um, like the Eagles are banged up, but it's similar to the Raiders. I wouldn't, I would. The Raiders have three starters that they before the season started that are on IR, and they have. Adding on top of that, they're going to be total missing seven starters this week. Mm-hmm. So that's a big chunk of your football team. That's more than 33% of your football team, you know, or like right around 33% of your starters are out. And uh, 
that's like a low estimate because we still don't know if Nick's going to play and we don't know if, you know, you know, Ruggs is considered out, I think. Um, yeah. He's, well, doubt, I don't he's think, doubtful, but he's out. I don't think either and, one of them practiced uh, today or this week. Yeah. Ruggs, Ruggs is out, doubtful. Gafford's doubtful. Uh, Sam Young is back. He's going to probably play right tackle and Denzel Good will play guard, mm. which is good because Denzel Good's a good guard. It's he's, in his name. He's a, be- <laughs> he's a below, yeah, he's a below average tackle. So, and Sam Young might be a below average tackle too, but then you get, you know, a guy to solidify your guard positions at least. So you're not down on two positions, mm-hmm. but then, you know, you get, if you get, you know, Nick Quick back. <laughs> I'm not going to even try. You know, he uh, – your your linebacking core is back, you know. And the Raiders, they weren't going to ever, you know, go through this season with no injuries. But it, it, I think that if we can get into the bye week, get healthy, and get some of these starters back, you're going to get Incognito back. Uh, I wasn't very confident that you'd see Trent Brown again, but I, Gruden was saying that they think he's probably going to be back next week, uh, mm. which is good. That's one of those um, – I'll believe that one when I see it. Kind of, yeah. And then Edwards is a week-to-week thing, but he had a sprain. So I think he might be back next week and Ruggs too. So they're, they, they're going to get healthier. Yeah, and um, like when you look at the Raiders' schedule, in my opinion, this would be the perfect time to like get those guys healthy and ready to go because after the Raiders play Tampa Bay in a couple weeks, like you and I talked about before, the schedule – as of right now, it does get a lot easier. Yeah, like the Falcons put up points. You, you have your matchup again with the Chiefs, and the Colts look decent. But as far Those as – Those are really the three games that, like, the Raiders might not be favored against the Colts and the Chiefs, and that's probably it. The rest of the games will be either even or Raiders favored yeah, as and far it's as, just, like, looking ahead. You can't get too bogged down through this tough stretch of games because this is – I'm not saying the Raiders are going to the Super Bowl by any means. But when they did go to the Super Bowl and they were 4-0, they lost four straight. And, I mean, I didn't really start watching football until the year after that, and certainly there was no social media. So I don't really recall what it was like amongst the fans. I would assume, knowing Raiders fans now, that they haven't changed much, that they probably thought their world was falling apart. But Thank you for joining us today, guys. We really appreciate it. Join us next week for special guest Malik to talk about some HBCU guys in the NFL and some draft people to watch out for next year. Enjoy the week and go Raiders.